All the correct answers are from the CDC. Okay. All the incorrect ones are from me. Okay. Hello, I'm Justin. I'm Mark. We're the J-Pops. And we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode 44. Today we'll be doing Mark's Secret Quiz. I don't know what it's about, don't know the topics, don't know how many questions, but Mark has devised a quiz for me, and that's what we're going to do. But before we get into it, let's talk updates. Mark, how is Coda? Coda is doing great. By the time this episode goes out, he's going to be a happy, healthy, seven-month little boy. So... Yeah, everything's going along smoothly. I do want to say, before we kind of get too much into this, we always do this at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But if anybody has like any feedback or comments, like go ahead and share those with us. Because a lot of times this feels like speaking to the void a little bit and we get nothing back. And mm-hmm. I, I got a comment from a friend the other day who said like he really likes what we're doing and thinks it's going smoothly and everything. And I was like, oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) That's nice. I mentioned something to a friend the other day and he said, oh yeah, I heard it on your podcast. And I was like, you, you listen to the podcast. (laughs) You're out there. You're hearing us. Give us some feedback. Uh, Use the old email handle there uh, because, you know, Twitter, do we check it? I don't even know. I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. I think I get notifications, but I don't log in, so I don't either, actually. Well, uh, let's give those out now. The Twitter handle is at J-Pops Podcast. The email is info at thejpops.com. So avail yourself of those, use them, and reach on out. Please. Okay, okay, on to the updates. I think since we last talked we have done quite a few outings we've been getting around town pretending like covid doesn't exist kind of and just back to normal and it's really interesting traveling around and packing your day with stuff and carrying around a under one year old man it's stressful (laughs) oh yeah yeah we've done we did last weekend we went to a Tateyama Craft Festival, which is like a giant outdoor event with like tons of like craftspeople's wares selling and like food trucks and all this stuff. And it's just, it's busy. And then when you have this little kid, you're like toting around. It's, it's by the end of the day, like your day ends usually around like four o'clock and you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. And the kid is like that too. Yeah. Yeah. He's especially like that because yeah. he's, you know, he's taking everything in. It's first time seeing a lot of this stuff. So it's like, oh, I got to stay awake for this. I find that Nico, when we go out and about, it's like, uh, I don't know, before you have a kid, you kind of play it by ear as far as how you're feeling. But when you have a kid in the mix, you can go ahead and reduce that to maybe a third of mm-hmm. what your old play it by ear would have been time wise. Right. Because um, the kid is going to be fed up with something. I mean, yeah. by by the time a couple hours passes and uh, he'll just want to be in his uh, zone where he feels comfortable and just kind of lay out and, and chill. Even if you're keeping up with bottles and breastfeeding and all that on the way, it's still uh, the kids just get frazzled when they're out there in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yesterday, we took him to uh, Kurobe 
Gorge Railway Tour. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of this before. It's a pretty famous thing in Toyama. Yeah, I've been there maybe two or three times. It's oh, very, you've done it? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And when you go in the fall, that's kind of like the time to do it when all the like the leaves are changing and everything's very, very autumny. But you get in this like tiny open train car. It's like not a, a normal size train. It's like a half size train. It fits three people across. That's it. There's no aisle. There's no nothing. And you definitely cannot stand up inside. Open air on both sides? Yeah, they have a couple different cars. They have like the enclosed car up front and then they have the open air ones in the back. And maybe there's some other closed ones in the back. I can't remember. But we were in the open air car and man, it is noisy. So noisy. Yeah. And isn't it about an hour? Is it 45 minutes or something? One way? It's an hour and 20 up. So it's so long. That's a lot of picture taking time. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a long time for a baby to sit and be cold and experience the noise and just be entertained. Yeah. He actually did a great job on the way up and on the way down. The way down, he got a little bit fussy just because it was like four hours later and we were still like out and he hadn't really taken a nap. So he was a bit fussy, but uh, he still did all right. We were able to get down with no real issues, no no real crying. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful views and it's a great photo opportunity. So not that uh, Coda will remember it, but that you will have the photos as proof that are beautiful. There, There is photographic evidence of his existence up there. It's a great place. I think um, for us, it's also a matter of getting all the way over there. Uh, I guess you must live a lot closer to it than we do. Well, dude, even for us, like it's an hour, hour and 10 minute toll road drive over there. Oh, wow. And so it's got to be double for you. Yeah. Plus, and that's not cheap either. It's 2000 yen one way to get on that toll road and go over there. Plus the train ticket itself is 3000 yen, I think. So that's like a, I can't do the math, but it's a lot of money. That's the kind of thing that I would kind of uh, put the kibosh on just in the idea phase, you know, (laughs) especially if it's a two hour drive for us. Right. The the over one hour train ride and then it's cold (laughs) and then you've got to do it all in reverse. I would just say, oh, well, that's something we won't do for a long time. Yeah, it it was actually my idea. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, because it had been like eight years since I'd done it before. So I kind of had like a vague memory mm-hmm. of it just being cool and nice. And mm-hmm. also like we were planning to do it on like a Thursday yesterday. So I didn't expect like a bunch of people there. I thought it was just going to be a relaxing day. But dude, it was packed up there. It felt like a golden week day. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's crazy. Yeah, I think this was one of the first things my wife and I did when we were dating. Mm. And. I want to say it was like 2007. We oh, nice. Uh, went up the old gorge, and um, yeah, it was it was nice. I've been there once or twice since then, but yeah, I've got a long history with Kurobe Gorge, and definitely recommend people go see it, especially during color change season. And yeah. uh, there's that red bridge that's very picturesque that goes across the gorge. So it's yeah, at the it. top, yeah. I do recommend people do it. It's just. Maybe not with a kid, 
leave your kid back down at the bottom of the gorge with somebody. Oh, I have what I think is pretty cool update news. The other day we were sitting on the couch and uh, Moe was talking to Coda and she she just randomly asked him like, oh, where's dad? And then he turned and looked at me. That's cool. I don't know, but she did it twice. I'm taking this to mean he both knows who I am uh-huh. <laughs> and the question where. <laughs> yeah, that's big. <laughs> like both of those, I feel like are two big like mental leaps that you really for a seven month old to make is pretty big. Yeah, that's great. I have uh, gotten that question a few times of, you know, does your kid say anything? And I've responded like, well, he says mama and he says dada, but we don't know if he means it. Right. Like when he's got a crying face and he's a little fussy, he says, mama, mama, mama. (laughs) And it sounds very much like mama. And if he gets only two of them out, it's a clear mama like that. But Mm. uh, I think it's just the way his face is shaped when he cries. And that's what the sound that comes out. And then uh, occasionally over the last month, he's been saying uh, dada, but I think it's just him coming out with syllables, like new syllables for him to try. Yeah, Coda's doing those as well, but I don't think they're intentional. Yeah, but I've not had anything that's like um, answering a question, even with a, a nod of the head or a look over my way, but we'll have to test it out and see. Gives you like a single eyebrow raise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, an eyebrow <laughs> raise, and he tips his cap at me or something. We're raising a little gentleman. Yeah, that's very good. I would count it as a, a milestone. I'm going to count it, even if it was a fluke. Maybe he farted. He <laughs> <laughs> could have just farted and looked to you for acknowledgement. Was that good, Dad? All yeah, right. Did you hear that? In our neck of the woods... We've been doing some wild stuff. It's all America town over here in America. Mm. So we're doing American stuff. Uh, And Halloween's coming up. So uh, one thing we did last weekend was a pumpkin carving party at my aunt's house. Oh, nice. We bought a couple of pumpkins, went over to her house, and uh, she had all of the pumpkin carving gear. She had like markers that are made to draw on pumpkins. She had stickers for pumpkins. And there were a bunch of... uh, toddler age to maybe elementary school age kids around there and uh we we carved one right up it was a lot of fun do you do you know how much one of those pumpkins cost all over town uh especially at a certain supermarket called kroger pumpkins Mm. are two for ten bucks like a basketball size yeah oh yeah you don't even have to buy two you can just get the one for five damn so we bought one it is man and we bought one that's more than basketball size i could barely carry it around and then i uh i put it on the scale and it was 28 pounds and uh it's weighs more than my child so wow. i figure it like much larger than an eight-month-old baby and uh yeah we carved it up it's massive and wonderful i was looking i just happened to be at a store that had pumpkins like a week or so ago one pumpkin smaller than a basketball 2000 yen yeah, that's classic Japan produce right there. Yeah. Uh, watermelons, 30 bucks. Pumpkins, 20 bucks. And then to just waste it and carve a face in it and then let it rot. It's just like, oh, what a waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, my aunt has some kind of uh, 
I guess they're ceramic. I don't know what the material is, but just like a fake Christmas tree now, they sell fake pumpkins that look very realistic. And oh. she just puts them in a tote the rest of the year and then puts them back out on the porch. And from six feet away, you would swear that they're real pumpkins. Yeah, that's good enough for Japan. Get some get some local craftsperson to make them up here. And... Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, if you could rope somebody into that. And if they wouldn't make you like a greenish black kabocha, you'd have to send <laughs> it back a few times. Right. Get a new paint job. So then we also did the first trick-or-treating event. Oh, um, already? Yeah, today's only the 27th as we record this now. But um, have you heard the phrase trunk or treat? No, but it doesn't sound good. It, yeah, it uh, sounds somewhat related to kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but trunk or treat, this was news to me in America. It's all everybody talks about, and it's even like on T-shirts and stuff. So I think it's been around for a while. Huh. And it's like where everybody goes to a parking lot, like say a perfect venue for this would be a church. Everybody at the church decorates the inside of their car or like the trunk or like the hatchback on the SUV. They decorate that with Halloween stuff. And then they all pull their cars up on a certain predetermined day. And Hmm. the kids just walk around the parking lot and go to everybody's car and get the trick or treating, uh, get it done that way. Wasn't that trunk and treating then? I believe it's both. Yeah. I think the (laughs) trunk and treating doesn't flow. It doesn't scan properly, (laughs) but um, the trunk or treat is taking over. Absolutely. And I think it's for several reasons. One Mm. is that in America, especially in Kentucky, there are a lot of really big yards. And so by the time you do trick or treating, you've walked miles and miles to get around to everybody's houses. So trunk or treating just keeps it all really compact. Hmm. Then there's also uh, things changed during COVID, I think. And uh, you didn't want to go running around to a bunch of strangers. So if you could have like a a very few people, like maybe just your family, they would all drive somewhere and then just exchange within those cars of your family. Hmm. You'd be seeing anyway. So I think it was a way to reduce like just the spread of people all over. Right. And uh, then there's always the safety concern of going to strangers' houses. So this eliminates all the strangers because it's like, say, just family or just church or just neighborhood or whatever it is. Um, you'll just get all the cars around. Hmm. So we have already caught wind of several trunk or treat events. And then there was a similar thing. This wasn't out of trunks, but uh, downtown here, they closed off a couple of roads right near the river and uh, businesses put up tents and you could walk up and down the streets and just go to each tent one by one. And they were all, you know, five feet apart from each other. So it was packed. I mean, I, it was easily thousands of people down there um, just walking like tent to tent and all the kids with their costumes on. And that's just step one, buddy, because there's uh, a lot of trunk or treat in my future and maybe some good old fashioned trick or treat on the 31st. I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys are going to head out and give him his first experience in, in America. Yeah, I think we will just because we have to take the opportunity since we're here. And even if people don't do a lot of trick or treating anymore, um, I think we'll just cruise around this neighborhood once and even if there's only three or four houses doing it we'll hit them up just so we can get some pictures and nico can claim that he's done it right what do you do you have a costume for him 
Yeah, we have a costume that's being delivered now. It's in transit somewhere. So uh, we have a backup costume that we use today, which is just a kind of uh, white onesie with black skulls all over it, like cute skulls, and then a sock cap that has a skull on it as well. Hmm. And so he's just kind of got a skeleton-themed outfit. But the piece de, de la resistance <laughs> the the creme de resistance is we ordered a pubert adams costume from adams family values wow. <laughs> in, in the second adams family when they had the baby and uh, we just got that baby's onesie and then you just draw a mustache on the baby <laughs> and it really helps if he has a lot of black hair and you can slick it over to the side uh, so, that's perfect if you look up Pubert Adams, our child looks a lot like Pubert Adams anyway. All we have to do is draw a mustache on him. Are you guys going to be like the whole family? Uh, ideally, with Adams Family costumes, you want to go that route, but it's just too much work. And um, oh. we're always thinking about like when we buy something, we then have to pack it back to Japan or just throw it in the garbage or something. So I guess that's true. Yeah. And. Uh, my wife's hair is cut short and, you know, Morticia has long hair. I have no hair and Gomez this is what wigs are for. Stylish hair. Yeah, it's just <laughs> now's not the time. <laughs> All so, right. Fair enough. Haircut wise. But Nico is nailing it as Pubert Adams. He is Pubert Adams. It's it's pretty crazy. All right. That's cool. So, that's coming soon. Um, one other fun thing that this is a very America thing. It could be a Japan thing, but we went to an orthodontist's festival, and oh, uh, orthodontists. Yeah, it was my uh, my aunt, the same one who did the carving party. She's always worked for an orthodontist office. This one here in town, and they just built a new office with all this cool new stuff. It's like really awesome, and they decided to do a block party to kind of uh, publicize themselves in their new Go location. play with the oxygen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the kids were running around dragging oxygen tanks. Um, there were a lot of picks, uh, water, metal, all the, all the classic orthodontist picks. There's like a new strip, and it's an orthodontist office and then a uh, dentist office. And they had like a bouncy castle. Oh, wow. Um, they had a DJ they had a, an ice cream truck that was just handing out free ice cream. They were doing tours. And in the orthodontist office waiting room, they made it an arcade. So when you're waiting to go get your braces tightened up, you can be like shooting basketballs just like at the arcade, playing arcade games. They're just wow. genius. Yeah, these guys are geniuses. Yeah, it's a really, really good call. It's the most high-tech, modern, crazy orthodontist place I've ever been with like an arcade waiting room. It's It's wonderful. Huh. So we went to that block party and that was a very like everything in America is fun. You know, even the orthodontist is like maximum fun the whole time. Right. So that was a good taste of that. Man, I'm jealous. My orthodontist sucked. <laughs> As well, you should be. Uh, I am too. I, I went to that orthodontist because that's where my aunt works. But uh, when I was there, it was just, you know, friendly people and some magazines. And that's yep. about as far as you go. Yeah. Anyhow, they do have trouble like clearing people out of the arcade when they're not actually waiting for appointments. So it's a double-edged sword. They got to bring the hammer down on people who are just playing arcade games. Yeah, or you know, if you're here X amount of hours, you have to buy braces. <laughs> exactly, you're on the hook for braces. If you set a high score on anything, I think you've just signed up for braces. 
<laughs> they need that punching machine, and every time it fails, it comes back and hits them in the face, and then breaks a tooth. So they have to go in and get it fixed. Exactly, they rig the machine so they constantly get customers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought because the orthodontist office and the dentist office were just handing out the free ice cream tickets like nobody's business. Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, a little bit of a guarantee there. Anyway, that's all the updates, and we can go over to Segmentshire if you like. Sure, Segment in Lentopia. I put together a quiz just before this in about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm based on questions I found on the CDC's website for positive parenting tips. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question. There's three answers for each question. Mm-hmm. And you just have to tell me which one is the correct answer. Did you come up with these uh, correct answers and distractors and stuff? Or were they on the CDC's website? All the correct answers are from the CDC. Okay. All the incorrect ones are for me. Okay. Good. And uh, I think there's, what, seven questions total. Okay, so first question. Which of these is the correct way to help your child relax? One, yell at your baby until they calm down. Two, talk to your baby. They find your voice calming. Or three, ignore your baby. They need independence and time alone. That's uh, that's interesting. Um there's something to be said for independence and time alone, but I feel that if the baby's really flipping out, they probably need comfort, and your voice would be proof that you're there and helping them through. So I'm going to go with B, talk to your baby in a sort of calm voice. Oh, okay, good job. Good, good parent right there. Yes. All right, next one. Which is the best way to help your baby learn to communicate? One... Sit them in front of YouTube with a TED Talk on. Two, sign them up for a Toastmasters class. Or three, answer your baby when they make sounds by repeating the sounds and adding words. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and lock in my answer as three to uh, interact. And um, that, is, that is correct. Oh, good, good. Okay, I was going <laughs> to back it up. And then if it turned out to be wrong, I would have felt doubly stupid. Um, so the reason I say that is I've heard in linguistics classes back, you know, 10 years ago when I was taking linguistics classes, that um, if you had a newborn baby and then you set them like you thought, I want this baby to learn French. I don't speak French. My wife doesn't speak French, but I want this kid to learn French. And then you put that kid in front of French television eight hours a day for years that kid would still not speak french at the end of it and the reason is that you need to speak and the speech itself is a little bit of a testing of the waters a little bit of a risk and then you see did that person understand me so you need a person to bounce it off of and if they don't understand you every time then you have to start refining and improving your speech and um Hmm. Uh, you're just babbling to yourself and getting no feedback from the TV, you're never actually refining your language use and you can't end up speaking. So um, you might, you know, hit on a few things that you understand, but you wouldn't truly be fluent just by, you know, absorbing it that way. So it's definitely, it needs to be an interactive event. Right. Well, well done. 
answering that one correctly. Next, which will help your baby understand language better? One, read to your baby. This will help them develop and understand language and sounds. Two, give them a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Or three, put on Teletubbies. There's some nice dictionaries out there these days. Uh, and God love the Teletubbies. But it's whatever the first one is. Read to the baby. Yes. <laughs> yes, read to the baby. Yeah. That's also <laughs> for second language acquisition. If you're studying another language, uh, reading is one of the main things you can do. And that's actually how people in their first language acquire new vocabulary most often is you read a book and that's where your vocabulary is coming to you um, in terms of, say, your fluence, your communicative, but then you want to build vocabulary, just go read a book. That's how it happens. Hmm. All right. This one's pretty easy for you, I think. Which will help your baby develop a love for music? One, play them nothing but baby shark 24-7. Two, sing to your baby and play music. Or three, play all musical genres simultaneously with headphones on and nothing else. <laughs> I just want to interject, by the way. There's a YouTube video you can watch, and it's all the world's national anthems layered on top of each other. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a wonderful experience for about four minutes to go check that out. It's four minutes long? I think it's the length of the longest national anthem. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's good. Uh Brown noise, I believe it is. Okay. Right. <laughs> is not the baby shark one, not the other. Yeah, just play and engage the kid with music. Yep. Sing to your baby and play music is correct. Yeah. Are you uh, doing that yourself? I don't. I'm not much of a singer, but I will occasionally play the guitar for him. And then most of the time, Moe will sing to him. She's memorized like a bunch of songs that she has and he really enjoys that that's good i also play a little guitar for nico and i found just as a little tip to everybody a baby from even a couple months old will focus in on a guitar i think because it's just very big and loud yeah it's not like you know deafeningly loud but it's like noticeably loud and they'll just watch it they're the best audience i can be terrible and he's just like enthralled yeah, and I've noticed Nico looks at both my hands because that's where the action is. But it's mm. like, it, I, in my mind, he's like, oh, look at that finger-picking pattern. Oh, man, <laughs> left hand's good, too. Oh, yeah, look at that finger-picking. He's just back and forth and back and forth. So babies are great guitar audiences. All right, next question. Which is best to help give your baby confidence? Tell them constantly how much better they are than everyone else in the world. Hmm. Hire a person to follow them around and agree with everything they say. Mm -hmm. Or praise your baby and give them lots of love and attention. Oh, I mean, if you could combine one and two, (laughs) you'd have a real recipe there. But uh, that love, that attention, and that praise. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. All right. Which will help your baby feel cared for and secure? Lock them in a bulletproof room with small windows and holes for air and food. Mm-hmm. Give them a gun. <laughs> yeah. Spend time cuddling and holding your baby. This will help them feel cared for and secure. I think I'm legally obligated to say give them a gun. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think, I mean, it's, it's not federal, but it's Kentucky state law. 
you're showing care because you're giving them a gift and <laughs> you're helping them feel secure by protecting themselves right exactly. i mean it's it's a win-win yeah it's the gift of uh self-protection what greater <laughs> gift could there be for a baby uh yeah gun final answer <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the state troopers to come knock the door. Uh, okay. Well, you are in Kentucky. <laughs> All right. Last question. Which is the best way to have playtime? Have them sit in a merry-go-round for six hours straight. Mm-hmm. Buy them a PS5. Play with your baby when they're relaxed and alert and watch for your signs of them being tired or fussy so you can take a break. Crucially, the question did not specify whose playtime. <laughs> so PS5 is probably the front runner right now. But given the nature of the rest of the quiz, I'll say that. It's a trick question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, whatever the last one was, play with that sweet, relaxed baby. Yep, that is correct. Well done. Well done. I think you got them all. Except for the gun one. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> under dispute now. We'll agree to disagree. I've noticed uh, that what you said about, like, you know, the relaxed baby is really crucial. Because mm. um, if the baby is not having it, like, if the baby's just going wild, it's hard to pull the baby back from that with anything other than, like, meeting the immediate need of always hungry. 90% of the time yeah, it could be like diaper related or just uncomfortable or something, but yeah. you'll never like play or entertain your way out of a full on fussy cry. It's really easy to ramp up a kid during playtime. I've noticed uh-huh. like they will just keep going and going and then all of a sudden it peaks and that peak turns into fussiness. Yeah. So there is a balance there that you have to find. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of like working with the kid's energy. Yeah. Noticing when he's receptive to um, whatever you need to be doing, like nap time or playtime or something. You've got to kind of try and go with his flow a little bit to make it as easy as possible. Right. Well, that's all I had then. Yeah, good quiz. Thank you, CDC. Yeah. And we can get some Japanese of the day. What have you got for us today? All right. Japanese of the day is a surprise quiz for you, my friend. Oh, crap. I'm going to read. This is like uh, six lines, six very short lines of Japanese. And you have to listen to the Japanese and tell me what it is. Is this like the JLPT test where I can't have repeats and it's got to be on a loudspeaker that echoes everywhere? (laughs) Exactly. I'm going (laughs) to muddle it. To the point that it should invalidate all tests. Okay. And, um, just that's the JLPT style. You know, they uh, they don't do fair tests. Just thought I, should, I should announce that again. Don't take the JLPT, please. Don't send them money. But this is going to be one step better than those <clears throat> dirty bastards. Uh, I'll I'll read the six short lines and then uh, we'll talk about some hints. But I think you can get it just on listening and then sort of translating a few of the keywords. Okay. Okay. Alright. 
お空の星を。Wait, you're gonna do six of these? Or this no, is the whole thing? Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, what am I d o i One more time, please. Okay, I'll give you a hint here.、Uh, this is something that we already mentioned in this episode, I think. A <laughs> 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 very vague hint. But,、uh, We've talked about I, this at some point in our lives.、Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> at least I thought of it earlier in this episode. <laughs> It might not have said it out loud. Okay. But,、uh, okay. And. The English for this, you know, all of this in English. It's just, do you know that you know? Can you put it together? Okay, one more time. Kira, kira, hikaru, osora no hoshio, mabataki stewa, minna o miteru. Kira, kira, hikaru, osora no hoshio. I mean, it's like shiny sun, everyone look. I can't put together what you're talking about, though. Oh, man. It's like a kid's good, thing, right? Yes, yes. It is a, it's a kid's song.、Let's、see if you can figure it out. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not very good with nursery rhymes or anything like that. So it's maybe it's a super common one and it's the shiny thing. Think about like、uh, yeah. sparkliness, shininess, pika pika, that kind of stuff. And it's not the sun. Oh, it's not? Very, very similar to a sun. Oh, no. I got nothing. What is it? It's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was your delivery. I was really expecting, like, a not like a nighttime song. I was expecting more like a, an upbeat, like, sing song. Yeah, I was trying to read it straight. For、okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go line by line because it's interesting how it's a little different, right? Well, the English, what is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, How I Wonder What You Are. So there's like a、yeah. questioning about, like, what is that up there? Up above the world so high. Is that how it goes? Like a diamond in the sky, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star,、mm. How I Wonder What You Are. Okay, so there's some stuff going on. There's a diamond reference, there's up above the world, there's a person wondering what it is. Like all these are elements of those lyrics. The Japanese lyrics are not that way.、Uh, it starts off with kira kira hikaru, and the kira kira is like a sparkly kind of sound effect.、Yeah. And then the hikaru just means to shine. So it's like sparkly shining is the first thing. Oh, like, okay.、Basically. And then the osora no means like in the sky, and then hoshiyo.、Uh. The Hoshi is a star, right? right? So it's saying star in the sky. That's the one I didn't know, and I was just kind of guessing. Yeah, it's got that tricky yo at the end.、Uh, just Hoshi is star.、Um, but then Hoshi yo, they just added that little yo.、Hmm. Uh, then it says, Mabataki shite wa. And that's another like,、uh, sparkly, shiny kind of thing. Like it's、hmm. up there、um, sparkling. And then the Mina o miteru. Uh, I thought the same as you that this means like everybody looks at it, but actually, grammatically, this means it's looking at everyone. So, oh, I see. The, yeah, the minao, right? The, it's the object. So, it means、um, the star is up there looking at all of us. That's confusing. Yeah, it's,、uh, it's a weird spin on it because I've never thought about a star looking at me, but you always think of people looking at stars. 
Mm -hmm. uh, then it finishes with a repeat, Kira Kira Hikaru, so like sparkly shine, uh, Osora no Hoshi yo, and that is uh, Star in the Sky. Hmm. So basically, the, it, it repeats um, sparkly and that sort of uh, shiny, sparkly word a couple of times. Mm. And then it's watching all of us. And that's the gist of Japanese Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Of course, it's to the same melody. It's kind of a little more ominous than the English <laughs> version. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's almost religious or something, like kind of a god out mm. there in space is watching you maybe and then all the stars connected with christianity i mean like the mm. you know first christmas and the three wise men follow the star it seems like the japanese lyrics almost mimic that kind of thing more which they're not but it, it just puts me in mind of that i could see that anyhow that was japanese of the day next up mcquiffy <laughs> You have one for me now, right? Another yes. question I'm going to fail. I'm going to McQuiff E. Where do you lack discipline as a parent? Of course, this is in your own eyes. What do you right. want to be a bit more disciplined about as a parent? I am not sure yet. I've actually been thinking about this because Coda doesn't really do anything yet that you know requires any kind of discipline like i haven't even said the words no to him yet well but you yourself like you know parents need to be on top of so many things in my own life i lack a lot of personal discipline <laughs> yeah. so i imagine that stuff's gonna carry over maybe like time management discipline mm -hmm. but if it's somebody else like coda then I'll be much better about it for some reason. I'm worse about all this stuff for myself. I don't know. I can't really say right now. I don't know if I'm going to be the cool parent when it comes to like, oh, do your homework? That's ah, fine. Give him 10 minutes. I might be the one who's like, now nah, sit down, finish that stuff. And that's tough because uh, also you don't want to waffle on it and be the type of parent half the time and the other type of parent the other half the time. Yeah. And I've been reading a lot on like, staying consistent with kids like if you tell them something like okay it's bedtime and then they don't go to bed and then they're like oh it's bedtime you got to get ready and they mm -hmm. still don't do nothing anything and then finally you like get up and raise your voice and you're like it's bedtime like that kind of thing like is bad because the kids are learning then like oh well i can wait i've got a couple warnings and yeah. then i really have to do it so i don't really want to get to that place yeah I took this question different, like, um, not about the kids discipline, but about like things that I should be doing more rigorously myself mm. as the parent. And, um, for me, it's just like, you know, that when the child is asleep or when you somehow have managed to squeak out a free, like 15 minutes or a free hour or something, there's so much stuff you should be taking care of in that time. But right. it's also, that's the only time you could ever just like totally roll around and just drool and look at your phone. <laughs> and so you end up like, oh, I'm just going to read some stupid article or watch some stupid YouTube video or whatever. And uh, mm. I wish that I had the discipline to just take care of the things I need to, which is ultimately time management, I guess. I think I'm pretty good with time management. I'm right now I'm 
I'm trying to teach myself how to program. And so any free time I get, if I'm not working, I'm in actively trying to program. And so I don't do a lot of that time wasting stuff that much. Yeah. It's all for toilet time and just before bed. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. (laughs) But as it relates to the kids uh, and as a, way to tie these two things together. I heard somebody say about uh, parenting once that you can't give your kids something you don't already have. Right. So like, if you don't try a lot of different foods, for example, like if you're a very picky eater, then Mm -hmm. you're never going to be introducing different foods on the table to your kids. So then your kid will be a picky eater. And then like, you're never going to be able to like, I want my kid to listen to classical music. It's like, well, you don't listen to classical music, do you? It's probably not going to happen. Right. So uh, if you want your kid to have something, it has to be something that you yourself already have and then are exhibiting and modeling constantly. Hmm. So um, in terms of like discipline, a lot of uh, I think what the kid could learn is if like you're we saying about bedtime, you know, what if you set the bedtime at 8 p.m. or whatever at any given age of the kid's life? set the bedtime at 8 p.m., but then you yourself are doing something at 8 and you don't want to stop and then make them go to bed, you know? So you'll have to, like, put the discipline on yourself to then right. transfer it onto them as time goes by. I think that's something most parents struggle with or having the kids not do something they do. Like, don't do this, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. I think that's the most common alternative of that. Uh, do as I say, not as I do. That's got to be a tough one. Yeah. Luckily, I, you know, like pour water on my cereal. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I've got a pretty ascetic lifestyle going on. So I think I can lord a lot of that over my kid, like the drill sergeant. Uh, living the more rigid lifestyle than any of the cadets. Um, so I've got that uh, in my corner. He's going he's gonna to have stories when he's older. He's like, my dad made me pour water on my cereal. <laughs> yeah. It'll sound mildly abusive. <laughs> It'll be very strong at the end of it. But a lot of things I do, um, it's, I really feel guilty every time my baby looks at me and I have my phone in my hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hard one, man. Like he, I've, I've noticed like Coda looks at my hands sometimes. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting down and I have like Peppa Pig on TV or something, I'll pull out my phone while he's watching and I'll just scroll and then I'll notice like he's, looking over at me yeah so i have to kind of hide the phone yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty hard because they pick up on that stuff pretty easily but you don't realize you're doing it when you're mm-hmm. doing it sometimes and it's also um what you do on your phone i think is more often justified than unjustified because a lot of times it's like we're trying to get a dinner together and i've got to text like four different people and plans are changing and if right. I don't text this person back, I'm really kind of letting down the whole group. Stuff like that comes up and you feel stressed and you feel it's important that I message everybody. And then you realize, oh, to everyone else in the outside world, it just looks like I'm screwing around on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then the baby, least of all, can discern, you know, good from bad phone behavior. So the baby just sees you tapping away on the phone all the time. is probably not a good precedent to set. I have taken to limiting my phone time to like just on the couch in the evening when we're like relaxing. Mm -hmm. Like if I take him up to bed and it's just me and him, I won't pull out my phone 
until he's like for sure asleep. Cause I've noticed like if I pull it out, he starts looking at it and then it's like, Oh, well he's going to be up now. Cause he wants to know what I'm doing. That's a good call, but you're not going to win a lot of fantasy basketball games that way. My friend, I don't win any anyway. Cause I don't play. Oh man. That's your first mistake. <laughs> Gotta manage that team. Can I create my own team? If I, if I play, does it have to be existing teams? I mean, it's a fantasy, right? Can I have Lord of the Rings on my team? I guess you could. Those big tree monsters could probably dunk. I want, I want Luke Skywalker using the Force with that. You threw me for a second. I was thinking how Luke Skywalker fit into Lord of the Rings. I couldn't. <laughs> but then it... <laughs> Ten seconds later. I Him and Bilbo it. running up that mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that brings us to some dad humor. All right. I got two today. I rummaged up three dad jokes today. Oh, well, why don't you lead us off then? Okay, this first one is going to take some participation from you. Oh, God. (laughs) uh, Ask me what I think about those airboats you see in swamps. Hey, Justin, what do you think about airboats that you see in swamps? Big fan. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Okay, I've got a simple one for you. How are mountains able to see? Oh, how are mountains able to see? Oh, I feel like there's a summit to see reference or joke in here with the mountains, but I I can't put it together. I don't know. They peak. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> should have thought of the one synonym for summit yep um, <laughs> okay why did the man never go to a funeral before noon why did the man well I, yeah i just need like a, a person why oh, did, okay why did reginald hmm. never go to a funeral before noon um i don't know no idea because he wasn't a morning person Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a douche. <laughs> You're just calling me a douche. Telling that joke, I think. No, I no, Reginald, the oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Reginald, the man. All right. When is the moon the heaviest? Uh, when it's full. Oh, nice. All right, all right. Uh, okay, this uh, last one says... Um, I'm addicted to collecting vintage Beatles albums. I need help. <laughs> Beatles joke. I don't really like the Beatles, but um, I'm a, I've always been a monkeys man. I don't know about you. really. You don't like any of the Beatles stuff. I just it just never really did anything for me. Never owned an album. Never wow. like did it in karaoke or anything. Just don't like the Beatles. Can't wow. get on board. But the monkeys, I mean, I carry a monkey CD in my car. I freaking love the monkeys. I don't, I mean, except for when they had the TV show when I was a kid, I don't remember ever watching or listening to the monkeys. That theme song, Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. That's all. Yeah, that's about it. Everybody, I'll just give you a little monkey song. I think my favorite monkey song would probably be She. The title is She, S-H-E. Go look up She by the monkeys. It's wonderful. Okay, will do. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. 
you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on Twitter at JPops Podcast or by email at info at thejpops.com. Talk to you next time. Reginald the man. Douche.